Welcome to the One Thought Away Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Pound, a mindset coach and manifestation expert, here to help you live more mindfully and soulfully while learning to connect to the magic of the universe. Each episode will provide you with insights into self-mastery to get the most out of life. I am so grateful you are here and thank you for listening. Hello, gorgeous souls. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so happy and grateful that you are here with me today. And this episode is brought to you by my high level mastermind, Queen of the Universe. If you are a woman looking to shed, all that no longer serves you, and boldly gaze into your own soul while completely owning your power, pleasure, and prosperity. Then it's time for you to claim your throne as queen of the universe. Inside this sacred container, you will radiate and live from divine feminine energy. Learn how to effortlessly magnetize soul-aligned clients, partnerships, and friendships just by being you. You'll look and feel sexier, more powerful, vibrant, and confident than ever by owning your true self and adapting routines and rituals that align with your queen self. If you're ready to finally own and embody your power, pleasure, and prosperity through feminine magnetism, message me to apply. And today's mantra is leadership. So just take a moment, take in that concept, that mantra. And what does leadership mean to you? For me, leadership means going first, being bold, being courageous, walking a path that has not been paved. And this is something that I do every single day. Having my own business, being a coach, is really stepping into self-leadership. And let me tell you, it has been such a journey. There are days when I feel on top of the world and unstoppable, And then there are days where I feel quite the opposite, like things are a lot, but that just is the nature of the human experience. And this is something I talk really deeply about with today's guest, Amron Bevels. And Amron is an amazing soul. She has so much wisdom and comes from a traditional MD background and has really allowed her leadership to guide her towards her true self and following the spiritual path, which is not 
always easy. You know, it sounds nice with the sound baths and the meditations, but when you're really committed to doing spiritual work, there's a lot of unsexy inner work that's involved. There's a lot of times where you're really questioning how things are going for you and why things are happening. And it really requires a deep amount of self-compassion. We touch on that and so much more. Enjoy the episode. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited to be with today's guest, one of my former mastermind sisters, the amazing Amron Bevels. Emron is a medical doctor and an ascension coach, and she helps women completely transform and connect deeply to their power. Welcome, Emron. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. This is exciting. Yes, it is. Can you, <laughs> do you want to share a little bit more about yourself, your background, and how you made the transition to an Ascension coach? Sure. Yeah, that's kind of a, it's a circuitous path, but it's a worthwhile one. I certainly can attest to that. Um, I like to say that me becoming an MD was kind of a cosmic joke because um, I followed that path because because it was clean, it was safe, it was going to give me the protective, um, you know, guide rails, so to speak, just within which to practice my magic. Right. Um, I, I was brainwashed when I was three by my mom and my mom's buddies that I was going to be a doctor and blah, blah, blah. And I fought against that. And then when I was nine, you know, people used to tease me and call me Dr. Amron. I had a lot of adults in my life. I was an only child for a long time. And then, um, very much got straightened out, uh, from being like the wild shaman that I naturally was doing home homeopathy, home naturopathy, um, a lot of self study from the age of literally 10 to 15 crystals, Reiki, um, all, just lots of good energetic work and plant medicine work to the tune of home, kitchen, witch, right? Um, I got straightened out in high school and my advisor just basically said, listen, you're a minority, you're a woman, you're a double minority, you need to go in through the conventional you know, methods and get your MD and then get a voice and get you know, a reputation and then do whatever you want. And it clicked. It was like done immediately. I went to high school um, and went to college and was pre-med first day. You know, I just knew what I was going to do. Nothing was going to stop me. Um, I finished medicine and basically liberated myself throughout that process. There were so many layers to my life at that time, but just following that line that chronological timeline, I finished medicine and then was like, I got to get out of here. I can't do medicine. I, and I had, I had known that along the way, but I was so devout and committed and I'm a really hard worker. I just made myself do it. Um, but the cosmic joke of it was that it earned me the beating to understand that you really have to create yourself based on what, uh, lights you up. Um, you can force your way through and feel empty on the other side, right? And I did that in so many other um, c capacities or aspects of my life. I did that in marriage, 20 years, 
devout, the best partner ever, you know, super committed, team player 120,000%, right? And I got betrayal, uh, devaluation, underappreciation, being taken for granted, um, all the bad things you might associate with being a wife, right? And motherhood, same thing. Okay, I'm going to commit myself so fully, blah, 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 blah. You have to do things the lesson. You have to do things that light you up. And not only because you're going to put your heart wholly into it, but that is you effectively opening the coffers for God, universe, source to give back to you, to actually feed you the right aligned, appropriate, appreciative, valued and valuable receipt. And that could be customers or clients if it's in your business realm. That could be appreciation from your family. That could be deep honor and cherishment, which I just made up if it's in a partnership, right? But you, yeah, so I, I just really walked that walk. And um, I like to say I, I went through, I lived through the trenches for, for you, for all the women that I, that I work with now. So that's just one little line. Also, I was betraying myself along the way in terms of denying my true nature around um, plant medicine, around energetic medicine, around spiritual medicine. So I, I had to, in terms of surviving medical school, and any doctor can attest to this, close the doors to my spiritual awakening, my spiritual well-being, and to my higher sensitivity. And this Michelle, I know we'll get into this at some point, but I'm just going to like drop it in here because I know your audience is ready for it. You can't be tapped into your intuition and be numb to your sensitivities at the same time. You can't have your animal brain and your instincts on if you don't feel safe, if you're in fight or flight, if you're in protective mode, or if you're in right brain um, I mean, left brain, sorry, logic mode, you know, you've got to really be, you can't be in rational mode and animal brain mode at the same time. And I'm not saying good, bad. I'm actually just saying they're both valuable, but you, it's really very difficult to be in both at the same time. So if you want to be a practitioner who's really tapping into intuition, clarity, psychic giftings, which we all have, right? You've got to let go of the ego. That's what everybody talks about. Logic all those things. And you've got to really tap into your sensitivity, your higher sense perception, which is your, your channeling capabilities, right? Come through very basic sensitivities. Like, can I distinguish between my preferences? Does this feel good? Right? Just like basic discernment. Does this person vibrate for me or not? So I had to like reawaken all of those parts of myself that I had made dormant. And that word dormant and dormancy is so prominent when I, when I visualize the work that I do and why I call myself an ascension. I've really had these visuals of women being in dormancy as if we've quieted ourselves to stay safe. We've stopped sharing our deep inner thinking, our intuitive thoughts, our clarity. We've stopped fighting back. We've stopped arguing at the dinner table. We've stopped asserting our needs and effectively in the world, we've stopped showing up as courageously as guardians that we can be as stewards of humanity that we can be. And 
I just feel like my my charge here in this life is to reawaken that for the women who are feeling the summoning. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. And even, you know, I just had a call with a client and one of the biggest things that I talk to a lot of my clients, but especially the women is giving themselves permission second guessing themselves. Oh, I just spoke to a man like that. Is he more powerful than me? Am I going to be in trouble? And not trusting ourselves. Just like you said, we have closed off. So often people are judged. Oh, you're so emotional, right? Like that's the saying women are so emotional. Being in tune with your emotions is such a gift because your emotions are always signaling to you whether or not you're in alignment, just how you were mentioning before, like, is this vibration for me? And so I think that the work that you're doing is, is so deeply important so that we can come back to these simple truths. And this is the one kind of funny thing to remember is life is actually quite simple. Tuning into your intuition is a very simple thing. It's natural. Mm-hmm. However, we have all of this other information that distorts it and filters it. So we don't believe it's that simple. And one example I love to give that. I find to be really easy when it comes to starting to work with your intuition is just food. And when you eat something or drink something, does your body have a reaction? Is it feeling pleasure or, you know, do you have a stomach ache right away? Do you not feel your best? And so often we ignore things. And even though it's so obvious just because it becomes a habit. And so that's just even one very simple way of how to start honoring yourself and tapping into that intuition. Talk to me a little bit about what an Ascension coach is. Well, I actually, that that term just came to me, truly. It's for me, Ascension is heightening your awareness, Mm -hmm. heightening your consciousness, Tightening your perspective so that you're seeing things, you're seeing the world, you're seeing circumstances and events as as your higher self would see it effectively. Um, So that usually means with compassion or with understanding for the human meatbag condition, right? Like we are aspects of a higher soul part of ourselves coming in. And not everyone um, has ever heard this. So I I don't want to just take that for granted, but it's certainly something that I feel is extremely valuable for women to understand right now. In fact, I just um, Instagrammed about that in my pink pajamas, not great light, right? Um, At night, just because this topic felt so important and it needs to be established, dispersed and expounded upon for women at this time, because when we see ourselves as souls coming out of our happy soul land and infusing a tiny aspect, tiny aspect of our soul selves into this meat bag for this temporary like study abroad experience, that helps us dissolve the fear of death. Mm. When you think that your soul has done this many, many times and that it chooses 
to venture in when it wants to in order to perform a mission or a set of experiences to go learn or play or experience something new. When you realize that our soul, our DNA is rich and that we come from many places, that provides such an elevated perspective that it really dissociates us from the, oh God, you know, fight or flight, just surviving. Oh my gosh, what's happening in my immediate environment with my partnership, my parenthood, my career. You know what I mean? It all becomes like zoomed way out and you get this whole new perspective and it really helps you leverage the energetics, the energetic laws, the energetic capacity to make things happen. Mm. You know, we're all about manifesting right mm. now, right? Let's dumb it down again. Let's make it so, so simple. It's all about frequency. It's all about energy. It's so basic. But if you're, if you're facing something super scary, like right in your face, it's really hard for you to take a deep breath and get that bird's eye view. And women today stepping into their courage, I mean, literally stepping into leading themselves, right? From not, from letting some man govern how we live for safety's sake or whatever, right? Resources sake, whatever it is, right? As we step into leadership, because I truly believe that women are awakening now because evolution is summoning it, because Gaia, Earth, is summoning it, because human evolution requires this changing of the guard. Women are now going to be in leadership, which means we need to be in control of the resources. We are the stewards of humanity, you know? Don't you feel that? Yeah, there's such a massive shift. It really started in 2013 when we moved from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age. And we see more and more female leadership happening and it's time, right? So for up until this point in evolution, and, and there were points where women were in leadership, um, but very, very long times ago women are really powerful. I mean, we create life, but we've been told that we weren't for a very long time. So it's really magical to see so many women stepping into divine feminine leadership as well, because there are differences in how men and women lead. And the biggest thing that I'm seeing is a lot of compassionate leadership, both on both mm. sides, but with more women yes, stepping yes, yes. into that side, it's like you want to have when you're a leader, a win-win situation. And I think what, well, it's interesting because it's like U.S. elections right now. And that's a good example of a win-lose mm -hmm. leadership where it's not designed for mm -hmm. everybody to win. Mm -hmm. And what the world is really asking for is for leaders to be in this win-win situation, right? How can I support you? How can you support each other? And do so from this place of relaxation, of we're here for a reason. There's more than enough. That's key. There's more than enough. That's huge for changing the tone of the, of the, I would, you could name it in the way the world works. <laughs> if we're changing the tone of the way the world works, our first charge is to recognize that there's enough 
Yeah. And that we don't need to fight for resources of any sort. Mm-hmm. And that if we collaborate, there is abundance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, abundance is the natural state of the planet. And what's really cool for me now that I'm living in a jungle in Mexico is that there is abundance in everything, right? From the all the leaves on the trees to the grains of sand to every breath that we take to, you know, you go to a restaurant, you can order food, you can order more, right? There's an abundance of taxis, there's abundance of everything. And so when we start to look at the universe in that terms and we see people as a way to enrich our lives and as a way that we can enrich their lives versus this kind of lack mindset of, ah, uh, if this person has something, I can't have it. Or what can I get from this person? Yeah. You know, you yes. mentioned, yes, you, yes, yes, yes. you were mentioning how everything is about vibration and frequency that I think for leadership at this time is going to be one of the most fundamental things in creating that shift and helping mm. people see, um, how much abundance there is. However, it is a mindset, just like lack is a mindset. And some of these beliefs run really, really deep. Something I can speak to that I've deeply worked on to overcome. And sometimes the lack absolutely comes up, but we get to make beautiful choices and have amazing people like Amron be guides when you do want support and are ready to make the shift. And I'm such a fan of building women who want to guide to do that work because I truly believe that doing it enables us to grow faster. Mm -hmm. You know, doing it doesn't mean that you're seeing yourself as above or ahead. It means you have a strength that can serve another. Offer that and know that you, in receiving insight on this other person's behalf for their greater good, for their betterment, you will also receive that growth, tremendous insight. Messages come through for my clients and I get to benefit from them as I speak them, as I get the rush of inspiration coming through, as I get the fulfillment that that message was specifically for them. It's Phenomenal work. And I think women are cut out for this um, intuition leveraging in this way. And also, Michelle, I know you talk about this, and I would love to chat with, this, with you about this and, and hear more from you. In working with money and business, we women mm-hmm. do business differently. And I'm not saying all women do business differently. I'm saying we can do business differently. It doesn't have to be about transactions and give and take. It can be about so much more. And it doesn't have to be about getting a certification, going to business school, scaling up, learning a strategy and sticking with it and replicating it. It's not about that, you know? Yeah, I love this so much. It's so interesting, right? So when I first started my business a few years ago, I was doing corporate mindfulness. And what was really cool for me is I've been a student of Kundalini for years, and I've been doing the prosperity meditations for years. And my 
teacher, Guru Jagat, always talks about how everything is energy. So this is when I first kind of understood or started to become aware of this concept in these different constraints that we can create for ourselves. And she's like, you literally can create a business however you desire, like you are the you are the energetic entity. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting because um the first year of my business, it was all male mentorship, but older men, like in their 50s or 60s, and they had a very different way of operating in the world where it was very much the logical brain of A plus Z equals Z, or you have to reach out to all of these people and you have to go to all of these networking events, right? And it was very much, Mm -hmm. there's only one recipe for success. And so what was a really, really powerful experience for me was I was doing these things and then I really started to study masculine and feminine energy and every single person has masculine and feminine energy. It's yin and yang. It's just how the human humans are created, but I'm a predominantly feminine energy. And what I realized was every time that I would get business, it would quote unquote, come out of the blue where someone would reach out and be like, Hey, I saw you posted this or, Hey, so-and-so recommended you. And that is how I got clients versus doing this cold calling and all this other stuff that I didn't even want to do, but was told to do by this kind of old school way of thinking. And so what's been really fun for me, even having this podcast is just connecting with people for the sake of connecting and then seeing, you know, how that unfolds, but not going into it with an agenda. And even last year, um, Toronto has a massive tech conference and it was a lot of venture capitalists. And it was so funny because people had started to get into the meditation space and I had worked with a bunch of Fortune 500 companies. And so I would go to these different booths and just be like, oh, hi, I'm Michelle. I do this and this. And they're they're just like, what's your unique proposition? And like very much so like, we're not aligned and da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh my God, hi, I'm a human being. I help people. So, and it was these men who had been trained to think in a very linear way of success can only look like this. You can only create from this space. So that was- And the resources are limited, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes. And, and seeing me as a number and a what can you do for me transaction versus seeing me as a human being of like, oh, this person's interesting and it would just be nice to have an exchange of energy in this moment with no agenda. Okay. And I want to ask you some questions. That's so cool. So (laughs) in thinking back to um, how it feels to reach out and even do the podcasting or make connections just for the connections. Feeling into that versus feeling into the cold calling. Just going back in your mind's eye, did you feel a difference in your body or in your, yeah, I'm going to say your body because I feel like it would register there for you. Yeah. So how it feels for me is like whenever 
when new people follow me on Instagram, I love reaching out to be like, Hey, thanks so much. Like, this is what I talk about. If you ever need support, let me know. And that just feels really good because it's like someone's choosing to come to me and I don't see someone as a, you know, like, Oh, look at all these likes or followers. I'm like, there's a human being behind that. And I want to connect with you. And also when we're, when I do the podcast or I create content, it's just exciting to talk to you, talk to guests and just see what your magic is and then to be able to share it versus energetically when I would be having, having air quotes to reach out to like three to there's, I had a business coach who's like, you have to reach out to 200 people on LinkedIn a week. And it just kind of felt at first there was a ton of resistance. And then afterwards, I really believed in what I was doing and my, I knew how powerful my services were. So it was kind of like a game, but it wasn't as natural. But still, based on my belief in what I was doing, there wasn't that much resistance, if that makes sense. In which capacity was there not that much resistance? You're saying in the second in the LinkedIn um, strategy? Yeah, yeah. Got it. So you could even feel how the LinkedIn or cold calling strategy or method evolved for you based on your resistance. Yeah. And also, I think my confidence in myself and what I wanted to share with people because I know how powerful my energy is and that being in my energy and experiencing one of my trainings or meditations deeply, deeply serves people. I can feel the shift in the room. People are relaxed. So when you have that experience it's almost like a calling, like a knowing where mm-hmm. I deeply desire to support people. And so I'm really open and ready to have these conversations to do that. Beautiful. And so is your approach when you're doing the cold, like if you were to re-assign uh, yourself the, the task of doing the cold calling, knowing what you know now about your offering and the value what would you be endeavoring to do in reaching out to the people in the cold call scenario now? First, there would just literally be an introduction just to be like, hey, how are you? You know, nice to be connected. I always laugh, you know, sometimes if you, sometimes people try to have what I say, sex in the first sentence when <laughs> I don't know if you, I get messaged every Of course single, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I get I get messaged every single day from people, right? And them wanting something, right? And it will be it will be very interesting the language and you can just see 
how people's taken no time to connect. You're just a number, which we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier. Like, I don't see people as numbers. It's like, oh, new follower, 5,000 and something, whoever. This, oh, Kimberly. Hey, Kimberly. Thank you so much for, like, let's be connected. So that's why there's all these things of, um, you know, the funnel systems and that way of thinking and doing business of you have to reach out to this many people. It's because they don't understand relationships and energy and that you want to connect to not a numbers game yeah it's a it's a human connection absolutely what i love about what you said in the last you know just so when we started asking questions and answering them together um was that energetically in terms of your emotion or your mood or your expectation what you do now with podcasting with reaching out to individuals for the joy of it, for the connection of it, for the curiosity of it and the discovery of it seems to be exactly synonymous energetically in terms of the vibe, right? That you carry as you do it with where you landed on the cold calling, which was, it started off rough. You know, it was just like, I'm doing this. This is a numbers game. I have to get something out of them. I need to make sure I check these boxes and get these things done all the way evolving to, I have something of tremendous value and I want to get to know you so that you can get to know me, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it almost obliterates. How about I say it this way? It demonstrates for us that there are multiple ways up the mountain. Mm -hmm. So you don't need that certification, but you certainly can get up the mountain with that certification. You don't need that business school cookie cutter methodology, but you certainly can access success by way of the methodology. But what defines your success for the ease and the momentum and the efficiency of your output really seems to be the energy, the energetics, the vibe, the mood, the expectation that you carry as you proceed with the physical three-dimensional test. You know? Yeah, I love that so much. And I think that the thing, the reality is there are so many ways to get the same result. And if you've been, I mean, you're such a good example because you were trained as a traditional MD and it's very much, you have to do it this way. And there's all these rules and procedures of how to treat a patient. And so it's such a good example for you. And then now you're very much, okay, how do I want to do something? What's coming through? How am I allowing myself to be a channel to connect it to source energy. And so that's why for me, it's really fun on the journey. And I'm grateful to have those experiences in the beginning, having those mentors tell me I had to do it that way because I tried it. It didn't feel aligned, but I learned from that experience of like, oh, I actually don't like doing things this way. I like doing it yeah. this way. And and that's what I you found your alignment. Yeah. And I, and I you found your alignment within the same circumstance. I think that's so powerful. Do you, is that where you were going or do you at least recognize that now in this conversation? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. The construct doesn't need to change. This is a huge revelation for someone listening, Michelle. So we're just going to sit with it for a second. The construct, the conditions, the environment, the circumstances do not need to change you need to change. Mm -hmm. Can you flip resentment, bitterness, you know, I hate this job, disgust. Can you flip that to appreciation? 
no, not in five minutes, but give it five weeks and absolutely you will turn your shit around. Like you will be making more connections, getting more accolades, feeling so much more joy in the work itself, feeling the fulfillment that you were lacking before, right? And then from that new vibrational stance, that new frequency, you now have access to the next leaping point, be it a an upgrade in, you know, whatever way you need it to be. But you are now accessible. You're shining and shimmering to the people vibing in that realm that you want to be in, you know, versus when you were in like little bitterness, you just weren't visible to those. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think it's a good point. I just love that. Yeah. I just get so excited about that. I'm like, when you break it down to the energetics, it's so fabulous. Yeah, it is. And to kind of just expand on that, explain to the listeners a little bit more about talking about energetic states and being an energetic match. So we aren't what we want to be. We simply are who we are being, right? And so how I love to describe, because sometimes people say, Michelle, like, what is energy? And it's so funny. People who know me and are around me, they're like, Michelle, you're always saying the vibe, the vibe. I'm like, yeah, because life is always the vibe. And so I love to give the example. If you go to a party and you walk into it or a bar or a restaurant and you walk in and immediately you're like, ooh, this is fun. I'm so happy to be here. This is like, this is going to be a good night, right? You know how that feels in your body. You feel open, you feel excited, you feel aligned. At the same time, if you walk in and it feels like a crunchy feeling like, oh, let's get out of here. We don't want to be here. You know, like, you know, the difference in your body. And so that's exactly what Amron and I are talking about when we're talking about a vibe or a frequency or alignment, there's an energetic feeling that you will, that will resonate within you. And so it's so important to learn how to tune into this. And that's when things can really pop into your reality field, because similarly to how Amron was saying earlier in our chat that if you're in fight or flight and you're not seeing the opportunity and you're not grateful for your job or anything that's happening, that's becomes the filter and the lens through which you experience life. And then your energy is contracted because you're kind of in this mode of, I have to justify my existence and justify why things aren't working out for me. And so when we can start to shift our internal state, our feelings, which then create a new way of vibrating, right? We know the difference between when we feel excited and when we feel really angry, you feel the difference in your body, right? So when we start to make these adjustments, the filter in which we see the world changes. And when we want to go to the next step, like, so I feel like relationships are such a good example. If you're really angry and resentful towards an ex and you don't clean up that energy, the next person that you date, you're still in that vibrational state. And so it's so funny. You'll hear sometimes people will say, oh my God, like all of my exes are like this is a vibrational pattern. So yeah. this is just like the work that Aaron and does. It, 
sorry. I loved what you were saying. And I want to just throw this one yeah, thing in. Yeah. It's as if the universe can't, can't bring you anything but what you're focusing on. Yeah. Right? Whether you like it or don't like it. It's mm-hmm. just the universe can only show you because of those glasses you've just put on, right? Yeah. Not rose-colored, shit-colored, really, right? <laughs> the shit is what's going to resonate and glow, you know? Like, we've totally seen those videos of what is it that a bird or a bee sees out in nature when they're buzzing around, right? Like, they don't see color the way we see it. And in that same vein, in that same analogy, when you are vibing in resistance or disgust or resentment, that only magnifies and shimmers for you out in the world elements that are like that. So I'm just piggybacking on what you were saying, yeah. just adding that in there so people can recognize how, I said this to a client the other day, how your point of focus, which just takes Abraham Hicks terms very clearly, Esther Hicks is, you know, she's the, the woman who started all of the law of attraction talk, right? When you take your point of focus and use it like a gun, you'll recognize it like a gun, like where are you pointing that thing? You know, Mm -hmm. am I pointing it toward disgusting things? Am I pointing it toward resentment? Am I pointing it toward bitterness? Am I pointing it toward beauty? Am I pointing it toward like just, oh, amazing things? You know, one of the best medicines for me as I was um, paving the way for a new partnership after my long-term marriage um, changed form was really savoring when I saw couples just indulging in acts of love and beautiful positive connection and deep appreciation for each other out in the world like I used to resent that and just be like oh them like I don't have that you know but then I started to finally actually just wow you know they've got that that's good like that is what I'd like to see. It's kind of like shopping. 